Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. What he's done for me, what he's done for me, what he's done for me, what he's done for me. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him they should not perish they should not perish but they shall have they shall have everlasting life amen amen let us pray father in the name of jesus christ our Lord, our Savior, our strength, our Redeemer, our very present help in times of trouble, our shield, our buckler. We want to say thank you today, Father. Thank you once again for allowing us the privilege to see another day in the land of the living. We give you all glory, all honor, and all praise. This is another day that you have made, Father, a day like none other before it. We are rejoicing. We are glad in it. Father, again, we ask you to forgive us of anything that we have said, done, planned, Imagine that was not pleasing in your sight. We humbly ask, Father, that you renew your mercies in our lives, that you continue leading us and guiding us to the place that you have prepared for us. Forgive us, Father, of any trespasses and any sins against you that we have committed as we will forgive those who have trespassed and sinned against us. As we study, Father, your holy word, we pause reverently 
to give attention, to give ear to your Holy Spirit. Speak to us, speak through us, speak for us, that your people in the four corners of the earth may be strengthened, encouraged, edified. Use this earthly vessel, Father, to say what you deem necessary, to do what you see fit. We are your vessels, Heavenly Father. Fill us, use us to do your good, pleasing, and perfect will in the earth. Father, as you do these things for us, we will forever give your name, which is above every other name, all the glory, the honor, and the praise. These and all other blessings we ask and we count done. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let God's people say amen. Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you <clears throat> once again. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our strength and our Redeemer. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters here in Kinston, North Carolina, USA. I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We do pray that you are blessed and highly favored wherever this broadcast is locating you. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, get closer to God. There are so many things in this life, in this generation in this dispensation that we don't understand as human beings. But as we get closer to God, he will provide us with more and more answers. Understand this, my brother. Understand this, my sister. There's nothing that God does not understand. He understands why people do what they do why people say what they say. God understands why the coronavirus was allowed in humanity. God understands everything. Now, as we get closer to God, as we uh, begin to, to uh, get closer to his spirit, he will begin to explain to us why things are happening. Now, what the Lord is bringing to my spirit there was a Roman centurion when Jesus died on the cross. This Roman centurion was a worker for the Roman army, hired and employed by Rome. They just performed a crucifixion, which they had probably performed numerous times before. But when Jesus, God's only begotten son, was crucified, things happened differently. This Roman centurion looked up and from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock, normally the sun is shining, but a darkness came over the whole land. This Roman centurion 
saw that. When Jesus died on the cross, a great earthquake took place. This Roman centurion saw that. When Jesus died on the cross, this Roman centurion saw dead people who had been put in their graves come back to life and start walking around. When Jesus died on the cross, this Roman centurion saw the rocks split at that bit. And this Roman centurion exclaimed, surely this was the son of God. In other words, Roman centurion said, look, I've seen a lot of crucifixions in my day, but never have I seen all of this go along with one. This man was something special. I, my prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice, may you and I see that Jesus, may you and I understand that Jesus is something special. See Now, for people that did not understand why all these things were taking place. You know, there were many people that did not understand why this great earthquake was coming. There were people that didn't understand why the dead bodies were walking around. People that didn't understand why this mysterious darkness had come over all the land. But God knew exactly why. His prophets, his apostles, they knew why. Scientists may have come in and said one thing and, and doctors may have come in and said another thing. But people that were close to God knew the real reason why these things were happening. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we be close to God so that we will know the real reason for occurrences that we are seeing that are taking place around us. Praise the living God. Children of God, we're going to go to the book of Galatians today. We're going to take a look at Galatians chapter 2 with a special focus on verse 20. Galatians, Paul's writings to the saints in Galatia, chapter 2, verse 20. Paul writes, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen and amen. We're going to work from a topic today, children of God, the life I now live the life i now live let us pray eternal father in the name of jesus christ again heavenly father we come before your throne once again thanking you father for being a good and perfect God for being an entity that even though we don't always understand 
what you do. We trust your character. You are perfect, Heavenly Father. You are beyond good. You are perfect. Help us, Heavenly Father, to trust you more. When we don't understand why, and we don't understand how, and we don't help us to trust you, Father. Because you are too wise to make a mistake. You are too perfect to error. Father, as we study these holy scriptures of yours, we pray for divine revelation, divine inspiration. May we hear what your spirit is saying to the church. Use these imperfect vessels. We are all imperfect vessels, Father, striving to do your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Use us, Father, for your glory, for your honor, and for your praise, that your name may be glorified. We trust that you are going to do these things for us, your little children. We thank you, Father, for using us that your people may be encouraged, strengthened, and blessed. These and all other blessings, Father, we ask and we count done. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let God's people around the world say amen. Amen and amen. The life I now live. Every child of God should be able to see him or herself in a before and after mode. Every child of God should be able to see him or herself in a before and after mode mode. And the Lord is bringing this in my spirit now. Meeting Christ should make a change in your life. If you have met change, now, now, let's say that you went to the supermarket. Let's say that you needed some cleaner to clean your house or to clean your floors and you purchased the cleaner you spent your hard earned money on cleaner but when you got the cleaner you used it on your floor or on your countertop or wherever the cleaner was uh, supposed to be used you squirted it up there or you sprayed it up there and you wiped and you saw no difference. Most of us would want to what? Return that cleaner because take it back because we would be saying it did not work. We expect the cleaner that we have purchased in the store to make a difference in our situation, to make a difference on our floors or to make a difference on our countertops or wherever we used it. We expect that cleaner to make a difference. Well, understand something. Christ 
expects to make a difference in your life. The only hold up from Christ making a difference in your life and in my life is us. We are the ones, we are the ones that can hold back Christ from making a difference in our lives. My prayer for every soul listening to this broadcast today, may you and I allow Christ to make a difference in our life. May you and I, we want a cleaner in the natural. We want a cleaner that things look one way before we used it, but after we used it, we want to be able to see a what? A difference, a change. Well, Christ wants to come into your life. Christ wants to come into my life and make a difference in our life. Paul said, the life I now live. Paul said, look, I was one way before I met Jesus Christ. I was another way after I met Jesus Christ. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice. May Christ make a lasting and sustaining difference in your life, in your marriage, in your ministry, in your finances. Christ wants to make a difference in our lives, but we have to let him. We have to allow him. The Bible, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Bible says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. In other words, God said, you got to let this mind be in you. You got to let me think for you. God says, you have to let me speak for you. You have to, you have, you. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice and goes for me because I am under the sound of my voice. May we allow Christ to make a difference in our lives. May we allow Christ to do what he wants to do in our lives. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. The more you and I allow Christ to do in us, the more you and I allow Christ to do through us, the more you and I allow Christ to do for us, the more blessed we will be in this life. Some of you under the sound of my voice, you're not pleased with the level of blessings that you are receiving in this life. God tells me to tell you that's because he's not pleased with how much you are allowing him difference in your life. So I encourage you, my brother. I encourage you, my sister. Let Christ you say, Apostle, let Christ what? Let Christ do whatever he wants to do to you, through you, and for you. Christ has a glorious future for you. Christ has a glorious future for me. But we have to let him operate. See? The life I now live. Paul said, look, I, I, I know how my life was before Christ. Paul says, but I met Jesus Christ on the Damascus road. And Paul says, I know how my life is now. 
if you don't, if you can't think to how your life was before Christ, I encourage you, my brother and my sister, to get that situation straightened out with God. You should be able to think back and say that this is how I used to be. But now that I know Christ, this is how I am. My prayer for every one of us. May there be a used to be in our lives and may there be I am a how we are today. Paul writes to Galatians, the church in Galatia, in chapter 2, verses 11 through 21, Paul has to do something here that many individuals do not like doing today. The Apostle Paul was looked at as a early leader in the church, just as the Apostle Peter was an early leader in the church. Now, now understand this, my brother and my sister. There is only one man that is the head of the church. It was not Peter. It was not Paul. It was not James. The one man was the same as the one God who is the head of the church. That was Jesus Christ. Not the Pope, not your bishop, not the president. The one head of the church is Jesus Christ. So when you look at verse 11, because Paul had to do something that was not very pleasant to another believer, but it was very needed. Bible says in verse 11, when Cephas or Peter came to Antioch, Paul says, I opposed him to his face. Now, this is something that is much needed today in the body of Christ. In other words, we need to be willing when we see wrong or we see sin to oppose individuals to their face. What is happening today in many places, individuals are talking about people behind their back. Individuals are gossiping about individuals. Individuals are backbiting. Paul says, I didn't operate like that. Paul says, when Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. Backbiting is a show of hatred. Opposing individuals to their face is a show of love. My prayer for every one of us under the sound of my voice. May we show true and sincere love. In other words, when we see someone wrong, how are you helping me by saying it behind my back? How am I helping you by saying it behind your back? Peter, Paul says, I opposed Peter. Where? To his face. See, when an individual opposes you or opposes me to our face, when we are doing something wrong, that is love. There's a passage in Proverbs. Look this up. Wounds 
from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. What that means is a friend will tell you the truth to your face. A friend will tell you the truth, even if it hurts you. Wounds from a friend. Wounds hurt. Where is that scripture? Proverbs chapter 27, verse verse 6. Wounds from a friend. So I encourage you, my brother, I encourage you, my sister. May we be friends to one another and not enemies. Backbiting, you're my enemy. Backbiting you, I'm your enemy. But wounding you with the truth or opposing you to your face when, when you are wrong, I'm showing friendship. You are showing friendship to me as well. Paul says, when, when Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned or because he was wrong. Now, I'm not going to go all into what he did, but this was very important uh, to maintain righteousness and holiness among the saints then as well as it's very important to maintain righteousness and holiness among the people of God today. So I, I encourage you, children of God, let's be friends to one another. Even if we have to say some things that hurt, even if we have to make some situations uncomfortable, understand what God wants to do with us, what God wants to do with humanity. God is working to get the sin out. He's working to get the sin out of me. He's working to get the sin out of you. He's working to get the sin out of our marriages. He's working to get the sin out of our families. He's working to get the sin out of our, our, our churches. God is working to get the sin out. Now, that's not going to always be comfortable. That's not always going to be pretty, but that is what God is working to do because God doesn't want anyone to perish. And he knows what will cause you and me to perish is this thing called what? Sin. My prayer for you, my brother. My prayer for me. May we allow God and may God use us to help get the sin out of humanity. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. God is so opposed to sin that when he created humanity, when he created men and he created, created a man and created a woman and created birth, God didn't, God didn't allow any sin to be in humanity. And God's desire was that sin not enter into what? Humanity. He told Adam, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Why? Because what you're going to do is let sin in. And when sin comes in, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. 
So God wanted to keep the sin out of humanity so that God could keep death out of humanity. God wanted to keep death out of humanity because he wanted to keep humanity from having to be sent to hell. Let me say that again. God wanted to keep sin out of humanity because God all because sin brings death and death brings hell. So the more sin we operate in, the more death we are flirting with and the more hell we are moving toward. God wants to move us away from sin. When we can move away and be delivered and set free from sin, we can be set free from death. We can be set free from hell. Well, the life I now live. This is why this is why Paul spoke about the life he used to live and the life that he now live. See, as Christians, the life we used to live was characterized by sin. The life we now live should be characterized by righteousness. Not that we are perfect. No, no, we are not perfect men and women and boys and girls. But the major, there should be a character shift in you and a character shift in me now that we are born again. Now that we are living a new life. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a what? New creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things become new. Not that we're perfect. But whereas our old life was characterized by sin, our new life is characterized by righteousness. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May our new lives be more and more characterized by righteousness. May righteousness, may you and I strive more diligently and more sincerely to do what is right. Before we were saved, we were striving to do what was wrong. But now that we are born again, may we strive. We're not perfect. We understand that. But may we strive to do what is right. Paul said, the life I what? Now live. The life I now live. Well, let's come on down, children of God, to verse 19 and get a few of these verses and see what further God has in store for us. Paul says, for though or through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. Now, now understand this, my brother, understand this, my sister. The apostle Paul ministered during a time when God was moving humanity from Judaism, which was the former way that God was worshiped before Christ, to Christianity, the way that God wanted his people to worship him. Now, Judaism or the law of Moses, the Pentateuch, that was the way men and women had to do and had to approach God. Sacrifices, the blood of bulls, the blood of goats, they had to do all kinds of things. But when Christ came, 
Christ came and presented himself as a perfect sacrifice once and for all. Blood of bulls, blood of goats, they had to be offered up constantly and continuously. Blood, more blood, more blood, more bulls, more goats, more pigeons, more, more. But when Christ came, Christ died once and for all as a perfect sacrifice for you, a perfect sacrifice for me. Paul says, through the law, I died to the law. All of that stuff, having to do this and thou shalt not. Paul said, I died to that stuff so that I might live for God. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice is that you and I are living for God. On judgment day, when you and I stand before our creator, that is going to be one of the main things that God is going to be looking at. Did you live for me or not? Did you and I live for God or not? My encouragement to you, my brother, my encouragement to me, may we live for who? God. Live for God. You say, Apostle, how do we live for God? We find out what God wants. And that's what we do. We find out what God says, and that's what we say. We find out what God thinks, and that's what we think. You and I live for God. Speak for God. Think for God. In the mighty and the precious name. Of Jesus Christ. Paul said to the I died to the law. Paul said that law, all of that, I died to that. So I might live for God. Look at what Paul says in verse 20. And we're about to close. I have been crucified with Christ. Now, what Paul is talking about here is the person that he used to be. Paul was a persecutor of the church, he was very violent. He was, you know, a blasphemer. Paul said, all the mistakes that I made, all of those errors that I made, Paul said, I have been crucified. Now, what crucifixion was, it was a long, slow death. When they hung you on a cross, drove nails through your hands, nails through your feet, that is crucifixion. So what Paul is talking about here is the old self that we used to be has been crucified with Christ. The old man that we used to be has been hung on a cross with Christ. He died with Christ so that I no longer live. In other words, Paul said, I'm not I'm not in this life to do what I want to do and to say what I want to say and to think what I want to think. Paul said all of that has been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. But Paul said what happened What's going on now. Christ is living where? In me, my prayer for every one of us. May we not live to ourselves. But may Christ live. Listen, Christ wants to live out his life in you. Christ wants to live out his life in me. Christ wants to talk to you so that he can talk through you so that he can talk for you. Let Christ 
do his thing in your mortal body. You and I are going to be held responsible for whether or not we allowed Christ to do and to live through us. He wants Christ wants to live through us. Um, now, what the Lord just flashed in my spirit. I've got friends of mine who have sons that are playing in the NBA. Um, number of friends of mine, you know, their sons are playing in the NBA and doing well. And I'm thinking about one friend of mine. We played basketball together as we were growing up. And uh, the father did not get a chance to play in the NBA. His father was an excellent basketball player, but all excellent basketball players do not make it to the NBA. But I remember his father contacting me in about 2010 when uh, our sons were about uh, 11, 12 years old or so, maybe 2008. I think they were about 10 years old. And this father, I was in Nigeria for some programs and his son was only about 10 years old. He contacted me and he said, Rob, he said, when you get back, I want you to work with my son. He said, this one, I said, I said, what's going on? He said, he's going to be special. He's going to be special. I said, I said, you think so, bro? He said, I, I really do. Well, his son just signed a contract in the NBA for about close to $200 million. He's playing very well. He's doing very well. And I, I thank God I'm very happy for him. You say, Apostle, what are you letting us to know? Well, this father is very proud. Because even though he didn't make the NBA, his son made it to the NBA and is doing very well. So the father is getting, in a sense, to live out some of his dreams through his son. You say, Apostle, what, what are you letting us know? God wants to live out his life in this, in this world through you through me just like this father is living he's living out some of his his dreams through his son god wants to live out he is like christ wants to live through you and through me and my encouragement to you no let christ live out his life through you through me paul said look the life i now live in the body I live by faith in the Son of God. Now, why would Paul allow Christ to live out his life through him? Paul said, look, Christ loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, Christ died for me. I, the least I can do is let him live out his life through me. The more you and I allow Christ to live out his life through us, the more doors for us in the name of Jesus. The more blessings will come our way in the name of Jesus. The more of God's favor we will receive. Let Christ live out his life through you. Let Christ speak through you. Let Christ think through you. Let, let Christ use these mortal bodies. Let Christ tell you where to go. 
tell you what to say, tell you what to say. The more you and I yield these earthly vessels to Christ, the sweeter our lives will be in the land of the living. Christ came that you and I might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. But we have to allow Christ to live, what? Through us. Just let him, now look, listen, listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. You are either a vessel for the devil and demons or you are a vessel for the Holy Spirit of God. Every one of us, we, we're just vessel. You get a glass, you can put water in it, or that same glass, you can pour the water out and put. What else can you put in? You put water in your glass, or you can put juice. The glass is just a vessel. The glass receives what it has been put in it. Well, we are vessels. We either receive the Holy Spirit and are used for God, or we are uh, get possessed by the devil and demons and get used by them. My prayer for each of us. May we be a vessel of honor. May we be a vessel of the Spirit of God. The life I now live. Paul, in essence, said, look, I have been a vessel for the devil and demons. Now I want to be a vessel for who? The Holy Spirit and of God. Paul said, the life I now live. Paul said, I had another life before when I was a vessel for the devil, a vessel for demons. I was a violent man. I was a persecutor of the church. I was, and Paul said, I, that was that me has died. Now, the life I now live, I'm a vessel for God. I'm a vessel for the Holy Spirit. Paul said, I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to me. I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through me. I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to speak for me. That is my prayer for you. That is my prayer for me, my brother, in the name and my sister, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. This, listen, this world is not what you think. This life is not what you think. You say, Apostle, what are you saying? We are here so that we can prepare ourselves for the next life. Now, for years, I coached basketball, I coached football, I coached track. And I understood then that a great portion of our success in the games or in the meets came from how we did in practice. What made us great basketball teams or great track teams or great was we practice very well because the practice prepared us for the game. Well, understand my brother, understand my sister. This life is practice for you, practice for me. The game is, is the next life. Now, you are either practicing 
to be to spend eternity in the presence of God or you are practicing to be sent to hell. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we practice or maybe we live these lives so that we will be fit to live again in the presence of our creator, the life I now live. Paul said, I was practicing before to be sent to hell. Now, Paul says, I'm practicing or I'm living to live again in the presence of God. Paul says in verse 21, and we're about to close, children of God. Paul emphasizes in verse 21 the importance of grace in your life, the importance of grace in my life. Paul says, I do not set aside the grace of God. Paul says, now, now I understand what it was that, that brought me from the life I used to live and has brought me into the life that I now live. Paul said, I, I understand what brought me from darkness into the marvelous light. Paul said, I understand what brought me from being foolish, from being simple, from being stupid into being wise. Paul said, the grace of God. Paul says, I don't set aside the grace of God. Watch this. For if righteousness could be gained through the law, Paul said, now, now if, if, we can, if we can obtain righteousness through the Mosaic, the, the, the law, the Pentateuch, then, then Christ died for nothing. What Paul understood that is the only way you and I can be declared righteous before our creator is by faith in faith in Jesus Christ. So I encourage you, my brother, if you want to go from the life that you have been living, a life of sin, a life of shame, a life of punishment, to a life of um, blessings, to a life of peace, to a life faith in Jesus Christ. Christ died for you and I to come out of the life we used to live and for you and I to come into the life that we can now live in Christ Jesus. My prayer for every soul listening to this broadcast. May you and I come out of the life we used to live and come into the life that God wants us to live in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Paul says, the life I now live. Paul said, there's been a change in me. Paul said, I'm not the man I used to be. Paul said, I'm not the way I used to be. Paul says, listen, Christ has made a difference in my life. My prayer for you, my brother, my prayer for me, my prayer for you, my sister, is that Christ, we will allow Christ to make all the differences in our lives that he wants to make. Christ wants to make a difference in your life. Christ wants to make a difference in your finances. Christ wants to make a difference in your health, in your marriage, in your Christ wants to make a difference. But you and I have to let him let this 
mind. Find that scripture. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We're going to close out on that note. Then our announcer will uh, instruct you further as to what you can do. Let this mind be in you. Where was it? It's in Philippians. Philippians chapter 2. Verse five, let this mind be in you. Let it, let Christ do what he wants to do to you. Let Christ say what he wants to say through you. Let Christ, let, let, let God do his thing. God wants to do great things to you and for you and to me and for me. But many of us don't want to let want to let God do his thing. God is sitting back saying, I can't do my thing without your permission. Let me. Let God use you. You and I are gods. I don't know who you think you are and who I, we think we are. We belong to God. Psalms 24 says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and those who live in it. That's us. We live in earth. God say you all are mine. We belong to God. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you belong to? Your mother, your father, God's son, Robert. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. God say everything in this earth, God say is mine. The world and those who live in it. We belong to God. Some of you under the sound of my voice wonder, Apostle, why are you always talking about God, God, God? Because God is, we are, we are his. We live in his world. We breathe his air. We drink his water. We walk on his dirt. Everything belongs to God. Everyone belongs to God. And the more we understand that, the more we can be in tune with the blessings that he has for us. Everything is God's. Everybody is God's. Everything, everybody, everywhere is God's. It's all God's. God bless you, children of God. Heaven smile on you. Saints, you can reach us through email at https colon forward slash forward slash thadfg.wixsite.com forward slash TCCCWW. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes daily. On Facebook, join us on Robert Bryant. On YouTube, join us on the Christian Center Church channel. We can even be reached by phone at plus 252-525-4777. Donations YouTube and iTunes. God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.